This is a Boniface House podcast. This is the Heidelberg Catechism, presented by the Boniface House. We'll be going through each Lord's Day and giving a bit of uh, biblical references, what what uh, what Bible verses are being cited for each question for the Lord's Day. So the Heidelberg Catechism is split up into 52 different Lord's Days sections, and each of those Lord's Days has a couple of questions in it. It was meant to basically be used each Sunday of the year, um, it'd be used to catechize a congregation. And so it's a question and answer format, and we're going to give a brief commentary on each of these question and answers on each Lord's Day uh, for your own personal devotional use uh, or for your own educational purposes. So this is Lord's Day 1 of the Heidelberg Catechism. Question 1. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has delivered from me from the tyranny of death of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation because I belong to him. Christ, by his Spirit, also assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. In question two, how many things must you know to live and die in the joy of this comfort? Answer three. First, how great my sin and misery are. Second, how I am delivered from all my sins and misery. And third, how I am to thank God for such deliverance. Good. So this is uh, the catechism itself is following the structure of the book of Romans and these three parts are structured throughout the entire thing. So the first section of the catechism is focusing on how great our sin and misery is, uh, how great our sin and misery are. The second section of the catechism focuses on this second part, how I can be delivered from all my sins and misery. And the third section, the final section of the catechism, like with the book of Romans, is how to express gratitude to God for such deliverance. So the verses that correlate to this, what is thy only comfort in life and in death, 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Belong to God. Apostrophe S. Romans fourteen seven to 9 For none of us live to himself, and no man dies to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. Next verse, 1 Corinthians three, twenty-three: Ye are Christ's, and Christ's is God's. Christ is God's. This is in reference to our not belonging to ourselves. This is a comfort, not only 
when we die, but this is a comfort when we're living. First Peter 1, 18 to 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. John 1, 7. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. 1 John 3, 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hebrews 2, verses 14 and 15. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. John 6.39 This is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. John 10.28-29 And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which giveth them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Luke 21.18 But there shall not an hair on your head perish. Matthew 10.30 But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. This is a comfort to us. Romans 8.28 We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. 2 Corinthians 1.22 who hath also sealed us and hath given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. 2 Corinthians 5, 5. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Romans eight fourteen, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 7.22 For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. These verses correspond to the first question, what's your only comfort in life and death? And that's that we, we aren't our own, but we actually belong to Jesus. Amen. Yeah. The author of the Heidelberg Catechism, Zacharias Gersonus, he also has a commentary on the entire Heidelberg as well. Um, one thing to note uh, is that most of the Reformed confessions, so like the Belgic, the Westminster, the Helvetic, they all start with who God is. So the the confession statements, the confessional statements documents, start with statements on who is God, the Trinity, the nature of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But the Catechism starts with who. What is your only hope? It starts with an anthropological question, a question about humanity, and your your sinus in his your sinus sorry in his um, in his commentary notes that this is. Because the design and substance of the catechism is to teach the catechesis, the, the catechal students, who they are and who their God is. And so the, the whole function of this document, this question and answer format, is to instruct you as to who God is, what he's done for you, and who you are, what your new identity is in light of that. That's good. Amen. Verses that correspond to the second question. 
how many things are necessary for thee to know that thou enjoying this comfort mayest live and die happily. This is asking, okay, what is it that I have to know so that I cannot just die in peace and have joy and peace in my death, but in my living? What's necessary? Can you break this down into a system? And it's three things. How great my sin and misery are, how I can be delivered from my sin and misery, and how I express gratitude to God for delivering me. Okay, those are the three movements. Luke twenty four forty seven. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 10 and 11. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. John 9.41 Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. Romans 3, verses 10 and verse uh, 19. Verse 10 and verse 19. As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. John 17.3 And this is eternal life, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Ephesians 5, verses 8-10 through 10. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable under the Lord. And there's the transition from darkness to light, bad news, then good news, right? And that's Paul t teaches us that the law does this. The law shows us our sin. The gospel shows us our deliverance and worship as a result of the relationship. That's good. Yeah. Um, back to question one for a brief moment. Um, one of the things to note too is the one of the major emphases of the Reformation is justification, that the prevailing issue was, how do you know you're saved? How are you saved? How are works playing into this? You've got indulgences and penance and all these different uh, avenues and mechanisms that are playing into the economy of salvation. And so it becomes really plain in the Heidelberg is that you're saved through the grace of your Lord and, and Savior, through Jesus, mm -hmm. Jesus' work, Jesus' blood shed for you. And then that is what you are going to rejoice in. So then moving into question two is like, um, third, how I'm to thank God for such a deliverance, that you're not acquiring deliverance in any way on your own, but the end result is you thanking God mm -hmm. for deliverance. Amen. Read the questions one more time. Yeah. Question one, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful savior, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and he has delivered me from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, also assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Question two. 
How many things must you know to live and die in the joy of this comfort? Three, first, how great my sin and misery are. Second, how I am delivered from all my sin and misery. And third, how I am to thank God for such a deliverance.